welcome back to Geography Lessons with Miss Sanga. So today we're going to be looking at an urban growth case study. So we're going to be focusing on Lagos in Nigeria. So firstly we're going to be looking at how Lagos compares to your image of Africa where Lagos is located and the importance of Lagos to Nigeria and Africa. So welcome to Lagos. Now if you've never been to Lagos or Africa you're probably wondering what it's actually like. So Lagos is Africa's biggest city and it's also one of the fastest growing cities in the world. And from above, it could be any other modern city. Um, the city centre is dominated by high-rise offices. It's surrounded by miles of suburbs. It's got links to busy roads. But when you get down to the street level and the noise around, it's unlike any other location. So in the background, we have the constant drone of generators that power the city. This is because Lagos does not have a reliable electricity supply. And then we've got the roar of the traffic, gangs of motorcycles, fleets of yellow minibus taxis, old trucks. We've got gridlock cars. We've got the honking of the, no of the cars creating noise. And all of this is happening with the chorus of the street vendors which are trying to sell their wares on every corner we've got loudspeakers blaring a mixture of traditional nigerian music and modern afrobeat um, and there is also the call to prayer um, from the city's mosques and that summarizes what it is like in lagos now how does this compare with your image of africa now, where is Lagos located? So, it is the largest city in Africa and it lies southwest of the country on the Gulf of Guinea next to the border of Benin. Now, you're probably wondering what is the importance of Lagos. Now, it did used to be um, the capital of Nigeria. However, this has since moved to Abuja. However, Lagos is still important as it's the country's centre of trade. Around 80% of Nigeria's industry is based in and around Lagos and it's the main financial centre in West Africa. The city has a major international airport and it also has a busy seaport. The population of Lagos is still continuing to grow and it's estimated that by 2040 it will be the world's third largest city after Tokyo and Delhi. Now we're going to be discussing um, the growth of Lagos. So the key learning that we will be doing is how fast Lagos is growing, the causes of population growth in Lagos and how the push and pull factors lead to rural to urban migration. So we know that Lagos is growing really quickly at the moment. In 1960, the city only had a population of less than a million people and now 
Um, by 2019, this has grown to 17 million. And by the end of this year, it's expected that it will have grown quite a lot. So the reason why the population grew so much is due to the expansion that took off um, during the oil boom in Nigeria in the 1970s. This drew thousands of people to the city for work. And even though the living standards in the uh, city did fall in the 1980s and the 1990s, it has expanded around Lagos and people still continue to move to the area. So what has caused this population growth in Lagos? Now we know that one of the main drivers of growth has been the rural to urban migration over the past 50 years. So many people have been encouraged to leave the countryside due to push factors as there is a lack of job opportunities and quite low wages in this area. And then they're being brought to the city by the poor factors like the prospect of well-paid work and the attraction of an urban lifestyle. Most of the migrants that have moved to the city are quite young and this has led to a natural increase in the city's population. However, still over half the population are living in rural areas. However, it is expected that the majority of them will be living in urban areas within the next few years. And if we look more closely at some of the push factors that have led to rural to urban migration, they include things like education and health services, which are much better, much better in the urban areas as opposed to the rural areas. Also, the fact that the changing climate is making weather less predictable um, and farming um, pays a lot lower than the jobs that they're able to get in the urban areas. Um, and there is also a land shortage due to population growth. So now that we've looked at how the population is growing, what are some of the opportunities and challenges that have arisen due to this? So in this section, we will be learning how urban growth has created opportunities and challenges in Lagos, what the opportunities are and what the challenges are. So if we start off looking at the opportunities, um, the area does offer plenty of social and economic opportunities. So social opportunities give people a chance to improve their quality of life through things like education and healthcare. And in cities, this is obviously a lot better than it is in the rural areas. There are a lot more schools and universities in Lagos um, compared to outside the city. And also, the Lagos State Education offers all children nine years of basic education. So the city has a much higher literacy rate than the rest of Nigeria. There is also a number of universities that are growing to meet the needs of the economy and there are also 57,000 students at the University of Lagos. And in terms of healthcare, it is not always free in Lagos but it is available and it will be a lot closer to the residents if they live in Lagos compared to if they're living in villages outside of the city. And in terms of the economic opportunities, these give people a chance to improve their living standards through employment. There are more jobs available in Lagos than anywhere else in Nigeria.
the city generates a quarter of Nigeria's gross domestic product and this means that there's a lot of manufacturing and there is also the finance industry um, and not just in Nigeria but for most of Africa there is a thriving music, film and fashion scene and this also gives the opportunity for employment for many people. So even if migrants can't find work in the formal economy where they'll be paying tax, it is possible for them to work in the informal economy where they can work as street vendors or they can recycle waste and this will mean that they won't be paying any tax. So now we've, that we've looked at the opportunities that urban growth has brought to Lagos, what are some of the challenges? Now one of the challenges is managing urban growth. So two thirds of the population live in squatter settlements or slums. This is where people are forced to build their home on land that they don't own using whatever materials they can find. Now the growing economy has led to um, some incredible wealth for some people and this has widened the gap between the rich and the poor and this inequality has brought its own challenges where we have gated communities. Then there is also the challenge of providing water, sanitation and energy. So with water and sanitation, despite the improvements, Lagos still lacks adequate clean water for drinking and household use. Only the wealthiest homes have piped water supply, whereas others have to use public taps or boreholes or they have to buy their water from street vendors with the risk of contamination by sewage. In terms of energy, Lagos suffers from regular power cuts. So many households and businesses have to rely on backup generators when the network fails. There are more plans to build mini power plants around the city to provide power 24-7, but we don't know when these will be in use. Then there is also the challenge of unemployment and crime. So in terms of unemployment, there is no unemployment benefit like we have in many European countries. Um, people are just forced to find whatever work they can. Around 40% of the economy is informal. So this means that it's poorly paid, it's unregulated and it can be quite dangerous. And then in terms of crime, despite Despite the reputation that it does have for violence and corruption, the crime rate does seem to be falling. However, there are still violent clashes between street gangs known as the Area Boys and cybercrime and scams are quite a big problem in the financial industry in Lagos. Now let's look more closely at the economic opportunities and challenges. So in this section, we'll be focusing on the opportunities that Lagos offers for industry, the new economic opportunities in Lagos, and the opportunities and challenges of the informal economy. So like other megacities in the world, Lagos does have a coastal location, and over the centuries, it has transformed from a small fishing village into a busy seaport, this means that there is opportunities for shipping, it has an international airport as well. So this means that it has good transport connections and this is what has allowed it 
to become a major industrial centre. And due to its growing population, this means that it has a large market for goods and services, with many schools and universities in the area Lagos has a well-educated and skilled workforce which attracts more companies. So we can see that the opportunities for industry in Lagos are quite good. In terms of the new economic opportunities, um, Lagos is building a new city on the coast called Echo Atlantic and this is destined to be the new financial hub of West Africa. It's inspired by Hong Kong um, or Canary Wharf in London. It is a joint project between the city government of Lagos and between international private investors. It's estimated that it will be home to a quarter of a million people and it will employ 150,000 more. So in order for this to be possible, a new seawall has been built by the around the coast to um, reclaim the land and protect it from the sea. Um, Echo Atlantic will have independent reliable electricity and advanced fibre optic telecoms as well as clean water. So it's evident that this will provide a lot of new economic opportunities in Lagos. So if we move on to the opportunities and challenges of the informal economy, we know that unemployment in Lagos is much lower than it is in the rest of Nigeria and this is at a rate of around 10%. However, unlike places like the UK, there is no unemployment benefit as we've discussed. So most people need to find work in the informal, in the informal economy in order to survive. So they have jobs like street vending, car washing, shoe shining or waste recycling. 90% of the new jobs created are in the informal sector. Now, Lagos has earned the reputation of being an entrepreneurial city where people are prepared to do anything to make a living, even sorting through rubbish. The Olo Sison dump in Lagos is the largest landfill site in Africa and it's also one of the largest in the world. Around 500 people work at the dump and every day they sort through around 3,000 tonnes of waste by hand picking out the valuable items in order to sell them. Some workers even live at the dump and they build their homes out of discarded materials. There are also shops, restaurants, bars, cinemas and a mosque at the dump as well. And without this dump, a lot of reusable items would go to waste. So people in Lagos can actually save a lot of money by buying these recycled goods. This dump is also a good example um, of the way that people in Lagos find solutions to problems and they find opportunities where others might just see junk. Now that we've discussed the economic challenges in the area we can now move on to looking at the traffic congestion and air pollution problem so in this section we'll be learning about the impact of traffic congestion and air pollution on Lagos the effects that it's made to reduce congestion and how a transport master plan could help Lagos so what impact does traffic congestion 
have on the people in Lagos. So the average commuter in Lagos spends over three hours in traffic every day. This makes Lagos one of the most congested cities in the world and around 40% of new cars in Nigeria are registered in Lagos and Lagos only occupies 1% of the country's total area. So the fatal accident rate in Lagos is actually 28 per 100,000 people. This is three times higher than the rate in European cities and also the air pollution rates in Lagos are five times higher than the internationally recommended limit. This is due to the traffic congestion and the use of many diesel generators. So what is actually being done to reduce this traffic congestion? In 2003, the state government set up the Lagos Metropolitan Area Transport Authority to improve transport in the city. One of the first achievements was a bus rapid transit system which ran from the suburbs to the central business district on Lagos Island. This um, has been a success as around 200,000 people use the service every day which is a quarter of the commuters in Lagos. However, because the city of Lagos is quite big, the public transport system has to be supplemented and it's done so using a large fleet of minibus taxis. These are called Danfolds and they're designed to carry between 10 to 15 passengers but when the demand is high they can often carry 20 to 30 but it's estimated that 2 million vehicles get stuck, get stuck in traffic every day in Lagos and the drivers and pedestrians inhale a lot of this polluted air so rates of respiratory disease are high. So how could a transport master plan help Lagos? A scheme that opened in 2016 is the new light railway on a west to east route into the central business district. This is designed to carry seven times as many passengers as the bus rapid transit. Eventually there are plans for a network of seven new rail lines known as Lagos Rail Mass Transit. This is part of a wider strategic transport master plan for Lagos which includes an integrated transport system where road, rail and waterway networks are linked together to make journeys easier, a more efficient road network with separate bus lanes and without obstacles like markets and street vendors to speed the traffic flow, also a new airport further from the congested urban area, and better walking and cycling facilities like pavements for the pedestrians. So now that we've looked at the traffic and congestion in Lagos, the final part of this podcast will look at urban planning where we'll be learning about how urban planning affects the poor in Lagos, what is a different approach sorry, what is a different approach to urban planning and how planning is improving life for the urban poor. So we know that the government's approach to urban planning in Lagos is quite similar 
to other governments where they attract private investment to create this new city image and even though there will be highly paid jobs and luxury homes the poor are mainly excluded from these developments and the attitude to squatter settlements where the poor people live is quite different and often the government see these as reflecting badly on the city and even discouraging investment so the easiest solution is to demolish them and evict evict people so that they find somewhere else to live and this is exactly what the Lagos state government attempted to do in 2012 and in this area around 30,000 people were evicted and they lost not just their homes but their possessions and fishing livelihood and because they were unable to afford rented accommodation in Lagos they simply moved to another squatter settlement. The government also attempted to um, evict people and demolish um, Macaco but people resisted so um, the government had to come up with a new plan um, so they developed a waterfront regeneration plan and the main aims were to preserve the ancestral and historical character of the community which is based on fishing they also wanted to involve the community in developing plans to improve Makako. Um, they also wanted to encourage economic development, including tourism, which would provide employment. And they also wanted to build sustainably and with resilience to climate change. So how is planning improving life for the urban poor? So in 2014, a new floating school was built in Makako and it was built from wood and other local materials. It was designed to be sustainable. It generated its own energy from solar panels and it would be able to withstand the rising sea levels as it was built on the water. Um, the school had classrooms that could host up to 60 students at a time which is definitely needed in that area as there were quite few schools. Um, the plan was to expand um, the floating school into a whole floating community to help with the housing problem in Makako. But unfortunately in 2017 the school collapsed. Um, fortunately there weren't um, any injuries but pupils had to find other schools. So unfortunately that was unsuccessful. Um, there was a solution which they've developed at, Et, at Echo Atlantic. However, um, that was quite expensive. It was a new seawall that cost millions of dollars. And it's unlikely that they would implement such an, expen such an expensive scheme for Macaco or other poor communities. study of Lagos in Nigeria. I hope you enjoyed listening to this um, case study and I hope you learned something. I really enjoyed making this podcast and learning all about Lagos and the next podcast will be about resource management so stay tuned and thank you again.